future, computer technology will allow human conversation to be broadcast around the world via the internet. This will be known as podcast. Suggested donation. Welcome to Suggested Donation. I'm Edward Minoff. And I'm Tony Cernay. In this episode, we sat down with artist and teacher Sharon Sprung. Sharon is an influential artist in the New York City figurative art scene. We've been wanting to talk to her for a while, and we finally got her for the show. Enjoy. And I can't imagine that my voice is as whiny and awful <laughs> as it sounds when I hear it played back. Okay, I just so have to now hope I can't that... look in a mirror. Now I can't listen to <laughs> yeah. myself. Well, I, I mean, shouldn't the, go the to whole any self-portrait thing. I mean, you when you. Oh no, that's done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> done. It's hard. Self-portrait. I put are myself hard. through it every couple of years, and it's it, like I, it's almost oh. like every time I just I, a long enough time passes that I forget how horrible the experience was. How. <laughs> how much self-loathing I was filled with throughout the process. <laughs> I remember, I, I do remember times when we talk on the phone and one of us is working on a self-portrait. Mistake. And it's it just is. like, I hate myself so much. I can't stand looking at myself. But those Rembrandt self-portraits are so, so great. Good. I just want to do that. And I'm also like, a, <laughs> I'm a cheap and available model. Like I, you know... I'm there. Well, that's I don't have to pay for myself. Well, that's the best reason to do a self-portrait is that you are you work very cheaply. I'm a terrible model, though. I know, well, the I last stink. self-portrait I did, I did when I was studying with Harvey Dinnerstein. Yeah. Um, and I think I was 19. And I did it a back nude, which I still am interested in. So I set up a, you know, a mirror, and then I set up another mirror, and it was in a garage, and it was cold, and it was horrible. And... <laughs> You know, what I had to go through to to see it and paint it on the ground. I mean, it was just awful. And I brought it in. And I was so proud. And he looked at it and he just said, it's awful. <laughs> you know, I was 19. The tears just started. And I went to the bathroom and I came back and he said to me, let me take you out to lunch. Wow. You know, and this is Harvey Dinnerstein. Yeah. First of all, he's Harvey Dinnerstein, and he never, I don't think he really is that social. So it was really quite extraordinary that, but we, we went to lunch, and then we went to the Met. And then I'm trying to keep up with this man who looked 95. Now he's 87. <laughs> and he, he looks, looks younger, younger now <laughs> than he did before. But he did look like a rabbi. And I'm trying to keep up with him at the Met. And all he is doing, he's racing. I mean, racing. Eye candy, eye candy. Yeah, it's just eye candy. Yeah, yeah. He's and he's going, this has it, this doesn't. This has got it, this doesn't. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, what is he trying to tell me? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what is it? Yeah, at any but, point where you're like, wait, stop. Right. Wh- no, no, why? No, no. And I, I'm like, But I understood exactly what he meant. By the time I was done, I knew exactly what he meant. What did he mean? He meant what was particular and what wasn't. What stayed in your brain and what was strong and individual and particular. And uh, the, the one that I, the only one I remember, unfortunately, 
is the Eakins portrait of his wife when she's reading a book. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Very particular. Yeah. With the dog by her feet. Yeah. yeah. And so here I was doing this self-portrait from the back, a nude, and I'm so self-conscious. And here she was sitting there, um, who she was. Yeah. Much more um, reflected in his view. Uh, but it was a wonderful lesson. Did you go back life. to the painting and see or think about what that particular thing would... How can you add that particularness no. into the painting? You know, I was really... No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good idea. But I, I know the painting so well in my brain. Yeah. It's such a beautiful painting to me. And it's such so much the essence of who I know of Harvey. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's really stayed with me. I don't need to even go back. And just I mean, for people who don't even know, Harvey Dinnerstein um, is a teacher. He got, he's been teaching. It's just, that's a staple. <laughs> that's a staple. Well, it's interesting because I studied with Dan Green and Harvey Dinnerstein at the same time. Yeah. And Dan Green is very instructive. This was at the method. league. No, I think at the academy at the and academy. the league. Okay. I, actually, people were leaving all They're the time. They're sort of so interchangeable okay. at that. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know, Dan Green just, he taught me palette, he taught me values, he taught me chroma, everything made very literal sense mm-hmm. with Dan Green, which I think most people experience. Yeah, like a him. technician, like this is how you yeah, wield and, your information. And uh, your, this is how you tech- start a painting. Yeah, right. Harvey, I was just like, I mean, I could have been in the bathroom immersed in tears for the rest of my life. I never, I mean, I don't really think I learned anything concrete from him mm-hmm. except what being an artist, artist was. is yeah and yeah. i don't know how i got it um you know i i care about both of them to this day but harvey taught me how to to be an artist i mean we went to his house and he had um no chairs <laughs> we sat on boxes Oh, because, wow. Yeah. I mean, it must have been like a, like through a, the, when was, what was his history? I really don't know. You know <laughs> I know, he's, a, I, I know, know he's an old, like a Brooklyn guy. Well, he's 87. Yeah. Right. So he's, and he looks great and he's doing great and he's filled with energy and ideas and a studio that's amazing. Um, and his, he's a wonderful, but he was so immersed I'd never seen anybody so immersed in anything. Mm-hmm. He keeps a notebook where he writes everything. He's always writing things. He's always drawing things. He can quote David. I mean, it's just like, who are you? How can you <laughs> do this? And what, like, has he, was he, I mean, he was a realist painter at like the height of abstract expressionism. I mean, that must have been... That, Hence the the cardboard bo- or the boxes to sit on. Like it must have been really tough to make a living through that period. I think there's more acceptance of. I think he's decided. I don't think it's about that for oh, him. Oh really? I think it's he's decided to pursue his vision, and whatever that meant, that meant. Mm. And so then he just wasn't. He did his vision. Right, no matter what. No, he's a real. Purist. He was never gonna match the drapes. Oh, no. No, no, no. He would have torn down the trees, walked out of the house. No, I I don't think that's who he is Uh at all. Well, Uh, before before him, can you give us a little bit of um, like a history as as far as how you came to even go to the league or to the the New York uh, Academy or or a little bit of your history as far as artistically? 
Well, I came from a very traditional Long Island family, um, <laughs> except that I had a single mother. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she was uh, she went back to school, got an education, take care of her kids, blah, blah, blah. So when I got into an Ivy League college, it was like Cornell, Cornell. <laughs> you guys really do your homework. Okay, Cornell. She was very happy. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what does that mean? What am I going to do? So I got there and I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, it was nice. It was fun. Um, but I decided to volunteer at a boys reform school two nights a week while mm. I was there. So I had the... The reform school was 60 boys, so I had 60 boys in the class. Because I was 19 at the time, and these were young guys, and I was the only female around, so everybody showed up. Um, <laughs> so I had no idea what I was doing, because I was thinking, okay, maybe I'll do art therapy, you know, maybe yeah, Was it going to be like tutoring or something like I that? I had no idea what <laughs> I was doing. They gave us dinner twice a week. It was fun. Um but the kids I met were so much more worldly, and I remember I this kid did a painting, and I asked him, well, so, you know, as a experienced 19-year-old <laughs> artist. So, so you were interested in art be, before you went to Cornell. Yes, yes. You know, but this is the mistake that parents make all the time, mm-hmm. just so don't make it. <laughs> um, if you don't want your kid to be an artist, don't send them to art class. I mean, it's like, you know, all these parents, they go, okay, you should go to art class, you should go to piano, Mm -hmm. you should do this, you should do that, and then when the kid actually takes it seriously... They get like a musician for a kid. It's like, oh no, you can't do this, this was only a side thing. Well, you did something right, you got a doctor. Yeah. (laughs) That was rebellion. See, it worked both ways. Or you can send them the art classes so often that they end up hating it. And then oh, you could be damn. like... That's, that was her mistake. Ah, so you <laughs> fell in love with it. I did. I oh. fell in love with it. So you're at the reform school. I'm at the reform school. And this kid shows me a painting. I say, so what is it? And he goes, it's the God and devil in every man. And I'm looking at this 16-year-old going, whoa, Damn. I want that life, you know, I want that intensity in my life. And that's sort of how it started percolating. So I called my mom, I said, I'm quitting college. That's it, I'm done, I want to do art. And Cornell was really not good for painting. It was very abstract at the time and I was a very concrete person. And she said, okay, so finish the year and you can come home. And I said, that's fair Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I got home, she said, pack your stuff. Take the car and don't come back except with the car because I was serious. I mean, I took her on her word. I was going to study painting. So I basically at 19 just went, oh, damn, here I am. And I don't know what I'm doing. So it really was just. And you were on your own in New York City? I was on my own in Long Island. Oh, you're out. Okay. So you could sleep in a park. Yeah. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. Nassau County? North Shore. North Shore. North Shore. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, And it's taken 30, 40, 50 years to figure it out. So I really, you know, I just did it. How did you do it? I mean, I worked a lot. 
you know, I worked at night, I went to school during the day, I did whatever I had to do. So how did you, um, how did you know where to go and what, where to look to oh, find is, the information? This is a great story because I decided I really liked, I'm sorry, I liked Harvey's, no, I liked Aaron Schickler. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I liked um, Bert Silverman and Dan, Nan Green or Harvey Dinnerstein. I don't remember who I actually wrote letters to, but I wrote letters to, oh, I did write letters to Harvey, uh, Dan Green, and Aaron Schickler. How did you even yeah, find how did out you even about know who they them? Were? I have no idea. I must have just been looking at a lot of paintings. And, of course, the Kennedy portraits... Uh -huh. Must have been done by that time by Aaron Schickler. Oh yeah. Were you like coming into the city and going to the Met or something? No. Or were Where you looking we? no. to like the magazines? The reason homes? I knew about the Kennedy portraits was my mother was aspiring to be upper class, uh -huh. so we would get our hair cut at Kenna's, where they Jackie like Kennedy got her hair cut. <laughs> 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 so that's how I knew about the Kennedy portraits. Yeah. And you saw Honestly. the signature, you're like, Schickler. Yeah, no, I don't know, you know, I just, I, you know, somewhere in this mesh of brainwaves, yeah. it connected. So, of course, he didn't write back. <laughs> so then I wrote him another note, and I figured, okay, I'm just going to sit on his doorstep till he comes home, and I'm going to ask him, how do you become an artist? So the second time I wrote, he, he, he got back to me, and I went there, and it was David Levine and him. And he mm. had in a studio across the street from the Museum of Natural History, and it was spectacular. And of course, they asked me to model, which just <laughs> my whole yeah. my whole heart just sank. I said, "Oh God!" <laughs> but, but he did say something to me that was really um, fascinating. He said, "I envy you," and I said, "I looked at him like." Yeah, right. <laughs> really? You envy me? You have a bar set up in your studio. Yeah. And he said, yeah, you don't know how the painting's going to turn out anymore. I know how my paintings are going to turn out. Wow. Really? Yeah. I still don't know. I mean, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I should have. I don't know. But anyway, and then eventually Harvey said, well, come study with me. I guess Dan said the same thing. And I went to the National Academy and the Art Students League. And just started Didn't just immersing yourself in it. Was Yeah, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were also men, you know, I was nineteen, yeah. so I wasn't you know, I mean it was it was hard. So was it something like I'm just gonna commute in? And, yeah, a friend of mine's parents were more uh, generous and they would drive us into the National Academy. Uh -huh. So every day you were getting at a lift five o'clock in. in the morning. Wow. wow. Yeah. And then go home and work at an art store in Glen Cove. And uh, <laughs> so, was it something that you had a certain amount of work ethic, or just that sort of tenacity? I guess it really looks like work ethic now. Maybe you know, maybe my my brother sees it that way. Um, I never thought of his work ethic. I thought of it as survival. Mm. I really didn't know any other way to survive. What's well, an intelligent thing? <laughs> to, to sit there and be like, look, I, I got to do what I got to do. See, you're making it sound like it was a thought process, but it wasn't a thought it was just process. Like, it was just natural. It was just, no, it wasn't natural. It wasn't romantic. It was just, like you know, like through the murk, you know, like yeah. how do I make this path <laughs> yeah. through this? You know, I wasn't, I was just. Well, it sounds like you were also, I mean, like uh, around 
like Harvey or or Dan, like seeing them in their studio, seeing them like watching how they existed as artists and maybe figuring like figuring it out through seeing them actually do it. I, I wish that I could say that. I wish mm. that I now I had had that intelligence. You know, I'm, I'm just getting into that kind of intellectual intelligence mm-hmm. where you read things and you look at things and you really try to understand <laughs> things and dissect things. I just wasn't like that. Mm. Um, well, maybe they saw that you were serious and were, I mean, like... I think they did. Taking yeah. Harvey, taking you to the Met. Yeah. And, like, he obviously was saying, well, okay, there's something you need to learn here. And I'm going to, like, maybe tearing apart your self-portrait isn't the way you're going to learn it. Let's go for a walk and I'll I, show Actually, you. I did learn it from that. From tearing apart yeah. the self-portrait. <laughs> it made perfect sense to me what he was saying, even right. though I didn't want to admit it. Yeah. I yeah. think as a teacher, you know, uh, uh, Ted and I both teach here at the Grand Central oh, Academy. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That when we do have those students who come in early, set up their palette earlier than everybody, and are the last to leave, and are, you know, to a point, asking questions. Because <laughs> sometimes it's like, figure it out for yourself. I'm not going to tell you everything. But when you see that, um, you do feel, at least for me, I feel like I want to give them even more. Because it's like, I see they're hungry. And I want to see if I, 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 I try to give them as much as I can. So I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they did. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I wasn't well, that I, great a student. I have but to say. Tears coming down your face. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> I mean, that might like, have been. You know. Serious. Like I'm. I'm brought to tears because you didn't like my work. I take it seriously. Yeah. And that's I want to learn. Well, even setting that's it up. True. I mean, you know, at the league and the academy, I think that they're. There's a mix, like you get a group of people who are really serious about art, and then you get a lot of people who aren't. And I think that, uh, I don't know, my experience teaching is, you know, it's, it's nice to meet different people, but like the people who you really form like deep friendships with are the people who are really serious. They're going to be in your life. And Forever. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah. it's a wonder, like it's the most rewarding part of teaching, at least for me, is that like I've helped some people on this path and I get to see them, you know, with like doing paintings that I, <laughs> that I couldn't do myself, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it, it, maybe it's a little depressing, but like <laughs> it's so wonderful <laughs> to, you know, and to be friends with them in the, it, like down the road, I'm showing them my paintings and trying to get feedback from them. I mean, it's that, like that feedback loop is incredible. I think that's, you know, I love that. And so the, then, you know, getting to connect with people who are really dead serious about it. somebody who's going to go home and do a, self, a self-portrait of her back, like, that's somebody who's serious. Well, that, this is somebody, yeah, that and might be. You're yeah. still friends with Harvey, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got scared there for a second. Like, yeah, um, no, no, we are. I, I don't know if friends is the word. Looked up at the ceiling um, for a quick second. <laughs> I, you know, he, he's not an easy person to read. I've I've heard, but I adore him, and whenever I see him, we talk. And you know, at least I feel very fondly yeah. towards him. I really don't know. He feels What's towards your name me. again. Right, right. Who are you? You're the one with the, you look the tears. Right? Yeah. 
I've gotten a couple of those where it'd be like, hey, what's going on? They're like, what's your name again? And I'm like, I- I've met you like a million times. Why don't you remember my name? Yeah, that's true. So what was it like? Can you um, describe what class was like? Like, what were they teaching at the time? Like, well, those, those early, you know, uh, studio um, sessions or school sessions then what was that were you learning anatomy were you I did doing drawing was it going right into painting? I did study with Robert Beverly Hale at the same oh, time wow. so I was like going in the morning to the academy and then going over to the league and he was phenomenal what was that like because he's like he's such he's a like legendary a legend. guy he is a legend and wasn't that a Dan Green portrait of him that's hanging? one of the most beautiful portraits in the world I used to go when I was a little kid I used yeah. to take class at the league and I would go in the office and just sit there under that and just like I couldn't even figure out, like, I don't know how that happens. The hands were so, I mean, it was so beautiful. It is really incredible. It's a, it's incredible, and that's really who he is. What was um, what was that like? like well, you know, it was interesting, because I got him towards the end of his life, um, and somebody would have to help him walk up to the podium mm. to give the lecture. And then he got there, and he was just all movement and wow. tons of energy and... He was amazing. He was just like possessed on the stage. He was possessed. That's a good way to put it. It was incredible. I mean, I grew up with his books. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, never got to meet him. Or Yeah, he did everything with a long, like one of those long. He had like a mall you know, stick with yeah, something on it. Like chalk at the end. And he just danced with it. You know, wow. and this is, he was so ancient. Um, but it was incredible. He also had, a, there's this grainy video that I saw on the internet of one of his lectures and I think it's the only I could be completely wrong but I think it's one of the only recordings of him you know uh, video oh nice and you listen to it it's really great it's hard to see but he had this I mean it was it had this old timey he had an old timey <laughs> voice too he spoke yes. very, little Moxie and Elbow yeah. Grace but no but it was like very proper oh and yeah it he just, was very much a gentleman it was very much a yeah. gentleman the, yes, the, the old vibe. age. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was watching this video, and I was like, "Oh, I would have paid anything to be in <laughs> lectures, just listening to him." And obviously, he had an amazing amount of information to share. I, it, but just I've never seen anything so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only heard because I just I never had the chance. God, I would love to have done that. Yeah, I'd like to do all that over again now that I'm more conscious and aware <laughs> and can sit still. You know, I didn't. So was that just an anatomy class? It was just an anatomy class. It was just drawing. And was he pointing out anatomy? I know the books, it's all like master drawings. and he's Well, he would you... do a set lecture each, uh-huh. you know, so you could come in any time and it would be a different lecture. And mm. then it would be, it rotate the same lecture over and over and over. Would so, it be like Latissimus Day? Or... Yes, oh, exactly really? like that. The rib oh, wow. cage and then you'd study all that and it was just, whoa. Oh my God. So, Did yeah. you take notes? I have no idea. I don't remember at all. <laughs> Does it stick with you though? The like the the way he approached anatomy, or is that something that you pass on? I wish. <laughs> I don't know. Or think about it in your work. I do think about it. Yeah. I, at least I think about yeah. it. I don't know if I, you know, and I pass on a reverence for it. Whether mm-hmm. I pass on the ability or the information or the facility. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly, it, it's certainly incredibly important to what I do. But yeah. it wasn't like a one-on-one thing. He, he lectured. He didn't come around and speak I don't remember him. Well, maybe he did. I have no idea. You know, I really don't remember that well. Yeah. Um, 
the, the I think the best thing about my student days was that I was in class with Ron Sharon and Mary Beth McKenzie, wow. who are both now really good friends. Oh, wow. Both great. I mean, that, through those artists. years. Yeah. So that that, you know, I honestly, in a way, learned more from them just because they were not so distant. Yeah. I mean, they were older, a little older, but I could understand them more. Mm. And they were, you know, they were better than me, but not, you know, 100 years better than me. So I could get what they were doing. Yeah. a little more easily and access it. Would you guys also like share models at somebody's studio or was it just No, but we in went the to class? the movies a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we went drinking a lot. Um, it's this new movie. It's called The Exorcist. It's supposed to be great. <laughs> well, we went to Superman. <laughs> and we went, you know, we had a great time. It was a, it was a good time. So what was the... Um, the vibe like as far as that time in new york being a fine like studying and wanting to be a fine artist was it like this discouraging thing or wait you're doing things that looked like you know you know you hear this they look like photographs like you're not supposed to do that you're supposed to be doing abstract art you know honestly if i was conscious of anything at that time you didn't feel I didn't feel, you didn't feel it. it. You know, I, I just wasn't that conscious a person. It's I feel like the league was always a safe haven I think against it was. that, though. Yeah. It might have been. And the academy might have been. Yeah. Yeah. And the world that I chose and the people that I chose. That's true. It might have been. Um, and I was just not that. You almost like unknowingly sheltered yourself from yeah, the Yeah, I was sort of in a tunnel. There. You yeah. know, and still to this day, I don't. I really don't socialize much. I really don't know about other artists' work. Yeah. I, I'm pretty insular. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ha- even have flowers in my studio or things in my studio. I don't like things in my. You know, it's very minimalism. I, yeah, I don't want mm-hmm. any influence other than what I give the work. So that might have just been uh, a reoccurring theme, and it, you know, it certainly handicapped me in ways, and it's. But it also gave you this myopic way of going and i think that can be really helpful when protects your vision yeah it yeah Mm -hmm. and it protected me you know i mean basically it just protected me Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i mean it's it can be i mean you must have experienced it a little bit at cornell it sounds like you did with the you know people just well you have to do this and it's got to be you know it has to be this way or it's no good yeah no i didn't i just thought they were strange this is not this is strange place yeah yeah but also i didn't get it but you know one of the things about the league and ted was saying about it being this little you know safe haven it it seemed like it also had this vibe of you know painting from life um observing nature doing these things that are so important to us um when you were leaving the league, was it something that, okay, now I have this vision of what I want to do with my art, and it involves looking at life, looking around me? I, or was it something more internal? Yeah, I have to say that, I, you know, I'm just not as intellectual and never formed thoughts like that. When mm-hmm. I left, I didn't want to leave. I didn't have money. I had to leave. Um, you know, the commute was getting hard. I was only there two years, which is really not enough time to mm. learn how to paint. Yeah. So I had two years and then I just, you know, then you were off on your own. I was and you had off to figure on my it own. out, uh, figure it out. On Basically, your own. I just cried a lot. 
<laughs> I, you know, I'd be painting and the tears, you know, just valleys of tears. And, I, you know, I'm not sure how I got to where I am now, but it, it was a lot of tears. Well, you know what? Let's, let's figure this out because I'm very interested. <laughs> because... Most other people, and, uh, and and already I'm just like, okay, so you have this tenacious uh, sort of character. You leave, you're, you're crying. What makes you keep going and searching and saying, well, no, I'm going to stick to this. I'm just going to keep going forward and make paintings. Most people just quit. That's ah, not worth it. I, I did it for two years. It's not worth it. Why? Why did you go forward? Well, maybe because my mother threw me out. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, maybe the anger and the, you know, the anger I felt towards her was part of the, mm. you know, part of this. You were going to make it work to show her? No matter what. Yeah, no, I, I'm not sure I was conscious of that, but I think there was like, no, screw you. I'm going to do this, you yeah. know. Because um, it's hard. It's it, hard it was in the hard. best of circumstances. It's hard. Yeah, and it was I had no good circumstances. <laughs> but the other thing, which I'm just coming to now um, as an uh, older person, is I had a, I, my father died when I was seven. So my whole life was just um, about images because when he died, my mother, for her survival purposes, threw out all his pictures. So there were no visual images of him left. And I think the only thing that I could hang on to was visual images. Now looking back, I mean, I don't think I was conscious of it yeah. at the time. But I think it's, you know, my first of all, my tendency is to be visual. I was just a visual person. Mm -hmm. So I can't remember songs. I can't remember words. But I can remember images. And so... I think the painting now and painting people is a way of honoring him. My, wow. yeah. I'm the only person that has my name in my family. Um, so every time I sign my name to a painting, I'm You're honoring, honoring him. Yeah, a legacy. I think. I um, mean, you know, this sounds very grandiose, but I do think that th there is a truth in it. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So... At that, so you you're now you're now on your own, and you're you got to make paintings in and New York City. In New York City, and is it something <laughs> that you're like, I'm going to paint portraits, I'm going to paint still lifes, I'm going to paint figures? Um, and how it, do you even connect with galleries or at that time? Well, at that time, you know, I'm working in a art shop at night. Mm -hmm. um, Lee's? No, no, I was working in Long Island. Long Island. Then I decided to. Uh, they, you know, I found a job at night. I always worked at night so I could have my daylight. Right. And I worked with teenagers at a community center. And then I decided to teach in my studio. So it was one thing just gave way to another. Um, and I decided, you know, uh, Gallery Hannock just experienced its 50th anniversary. Yeah. So when I was 26 or 27, I got a new outfit. <laughs> Everything has to do with the outfit. <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> and I went in and I showed him a painting and he took the painting. Wow. You know, and from there on, although it's been much harder than that. How'd you know, <laughs> how'd you even know of Gallery Hanock at the time? He was, uh, it was on Madison Avenue and it was, I think it was called Christopher Gallery at that time. Oh, so it wasn't Hanock. 
No, it wasn't mm. Hanok. But it was the same. Same man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I knew it liked realism or he liked realism. Were there fewer outlets for realism then than there are now? I have absolutely no <laughs> idea. Um, I think there were there are many more painters today than yeah. there were then. Yeah. I think it's much, I mean, there's some really good people out yeah. there. It's very competitive now. Yeah, it's beyond competitive. They're just really, I mean, yeah, they're really good. Well, I think there's an amazing amount of information out there that people can just. That's the other thing, and too, and there's also the camera. There's also the computer, so that people that have not had the same training can still make something decent, even if I don't think it has the exact same guts to a superficial viewer. It looks good. Yeah, Um, I think that's a. I mean, we've we've talked extensively about that amongst ourselves and our peers yeah. is that it's a problem. It is a problem. Because it's how do you educate the public to grab you, the person, bring them through the Met and show them what it's got. You know what I yeah. mean? Like what the difference is between the paintings that that have that thing yeah. that right. Harvey Dinnerstein yeah. was talking about and right. the ones that just don't have it. You know, and there's a lot of them. And it doesn't, I don't want to sound bitter because I'm not. There's a lot of amazing, great work out there There that's good. But there's a lot of stuff in our genre, whatever that means, realism or whatever, you know, whatever you want to name you want to put on it. That's just not very good. A lot of that. The problem that, that I have more with it is I got students coming in. And they're working from computer screens. Mm. And Seems like a lot of people are yeah. doing that. And I have not necessarily a problem with it, but I'm trying to convince these young kids or you know, that are trying to make a living. They're working as bartenders at night. You know, they want to work when they can work. No, and I'm saying, no, you have to be here at eight thirty in the morning. You have to set up your palette. You gotta yeah. work from life. Because you're never gonna understand. I mean, you can work from a computer someday. But you can't work from a computer now. Yeah. You need Especially to work from life. Especially in the beginning. Yeah. You, for, for years. I mean, yeah. you have to work from life. And one of the things that I still love is I go in to teach a class two days a week, and I'm working from the model. I'm correcting 35 people, and I have to be right like this. Yeah. Um, and it's all visual you know right there it's got to be integrated in you and if it's not you're never going to be good on the computer yeah yeah you know i mean everybody i mean it's good there's some good things that we get from cameras and portrait commissions that you may not be able to have people sit for but unless you know what you're doing it's not going to i mean there's and it's cold there's a gap you can see it you can see it with people. It's it, it is, and and you hear this. Oh, it's just a tool. It's just a tool. And I'm like, you're right. It is a tool. And if you're not learning the basic and in the beginning, the basic fundamentals that are unbelievably important, that tool is actually going to overtake your artistic ability and, and artistic sense, and you become beholden to that one tool, which is the computer screen or the photograph. Again, I've seen people who've used photographs and computers and do wonderful paintings. Yeah, of course. But those type of people do pretty wonderful things without it. And, you know, I'm always telling my students, well, what are you going to do if you don't have a camera and a computer? What, you can't make a living? You You can't paint? Is that is that what your whole life is, is revolves around a computer and a camera? Like, that's, that's, 
I don't know. Some people, it's fine with them, and I'm like, cool. That's I don't that's think they're ever going to really be good. But that's I, just I not very. That's terrible. not my thing. What? But even that, even if they had a computer and a camera for the rest of their life, yeah. there's something they can't. They can't know. You can't know the changes in a skin. You can't know how to yeah. make something three dimensional. You don't get that yeah. from a computer screen. You just you can't do it, yeah. and you can see it. I what mean, about at least working I from a hologram? <laughs> oh no! Uh oh, is that my future? Yeah. A hologram. Well, that's Tupac's an interesting thought. Right? Yeah. I don't know. You can walk around it and see what it looks like on the other well, side. Well, no, that's intriguing. It's very sculptural. But yeah. there is something. I mean, I'm doing a portrait commission right now from somebody who's sitting, and uh, which I have an awful lot of fun just like sharing space with this person and she talks the whole time and she doesn't necessarily stay that still, still. Right, of course not <laughs> right but i think again like going back to robert beverly hale if, like if you work somewhat anatomically or just have some sense of building kind of symmetry around the anatomy like i don't care that much that she's moving it's almost like more like doing a sculpture or something and i'm thinking maybe more sculpturally about it uh but I just I wouldn't give that up for for anything, and even if the portrait would be, most people would consider it better if I were to use a photograph. I'm not gonna do like I just. I don't have... think so. I really don't believe mm -hmm. that. I mean, I, I first of all, photographs distort, computers distort, everything is. You have to know how to go mm -hmm. beyond that. I mean, you have to understand when you look. The darks aren't that dark. I mean, the whole, the colors, there's nothing. There's nothing that's really, nothing that's real. coming from nature. I mean, er, everything from the, what would essentially be the drawing. And if, like you just said, like the color is completely not anything that but even you if would it, filter through your mind. Even if it was perfect, there's something for me just about sharing space and time with a person that you know, life is short, and you're spending a little bit of time with somebody, or choosing to spend time yeah. with somebody, and get to know them. And I like, if I know more about her, maybe it doesn't affect the portrait to anybody else. But my investment in in the painting is different, and that like that connection through the process, I think, is valuable. See, I, I have to believe, or maybe it's just you know, I have to believe that there are truths. Yeah. And that maybe they're not with big T's. They have little T's, <laughs> but there are truths. And one of the truth is working from life is different and more real on so many grounds and makes so much better painting. And I think that was maybe more commonly accepted, that view. And I think I find recently, like, you know, people really like bristle at that idea. Some That's people sad. do. It is. It's, it's really it, sad. It's almost this it's become like i don't have a problem with it but it become it becomes this almost line in the sand or people are would <laughs> very the, much become incredibly defensive really heated, yeah like a little too defensive like whoa 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 or nobody's saying anything but they're like oh, how, why are you saying this and and what do you say and i'm like easy does it but it, it's this big top it's this big issue now that, oh, that's uh, so interesting. See, I don't know. I you're have, yes, you've insulated yeah, yourself I've insulated from it. See, you're smart. I, mean, I, have a, I have a couple of students, you know, that come, they show me on their phone yeah. what they're doing from, you know, their monitor. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Sorry. It looks, like, it looks like a computer screen, you know, and they know it. Because if you're working from life and you can show somebody, you know, look, 
how do you get that feeling behind their head? Yeah. How do you have that room <laughs> behind them? Yeah. How are you going to make that happen? You know, everybody's just flat. I mean, it's just... Yeah, I find that when you see paintings, sometimes, I mean, I, I don't think that I can always tell the difference. I think that there are some people who do great work that That's I just, true. I don't know the difference. But uh, there are plenty of times where I've seen, like, I don't know, reproductions of painting somewhere, and I thought, oh my God, this is, I gotta see this. I can't believe this is actually, somebody painted that. And I go to the gallery and see it, and I'm just, like, it's, it just, there's no life to it at all. There's no understanding, and there's no intelligence to the painting. But it's it like reproduces no very nice yeah, on the computer the better, screen. Yeah, better paintings don't reproduce that well. I tell that. myself that. Happy <laughs> paintings really. They do very well. Well, the theory on that, the theory on that, uh, you know, for people who work from photographs or his computer screen, is that they work from it, they do it, and when they present the painting on the computer screen, it it almost goes back home, meaning it came. It's it's being shown from whence where it came. So it looks better on a computer screen because it was translated from a computer screen or a photograph. So when you do things from life, sometimes they don't come out as nicely on a computer because they were never meant to be seen that, that makes way. sense you know but they do hang somewhere <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go the, see the end painting. result is yeah. that the client has it at their house yeah. or the gallery shows it on the wall or at a show or at a museum it's a textural it's a being it's a breathing thing I mean, I, I've said this on the on the podcast before um, when you go see an Anthony Van Dyke portrait in 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 person oh God, that there show is a, a frick I, I haven't saw. seen it yet and i'm, so I'm about to say i gotta go see no. that so but um there is <laughs> no question at times that i'm looking at it and like that painting or that person's gonna blink at me and it, and it doesn't look photoreal at all but it looks like there's breath in the chest in, in within the the lungs of this uh this figure and it's 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 just extraordinary but maybe that's why we paint for a select audience of people that can see that breath in mm. that life. That audience of hopefully one <laughs> or two. <laughs> well, that buy someday. But, yeah. uh, you know, also all the people we teach, I mean, they're yeah. not all going to be artists. You know, part yeah. of it is educating people. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, I mean, that then comes back around to those people at the League or the National Academy who aren't going to be artists, right. but who are still, you know, passionate about it and that's that's also i mean it's it's great to have that to be able to speak to those people and to be able to talk about your ideas of what art is and isn't and have people you know maybe listen maybe not (laughs) 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 at least nod politely while you're talking (laughs) well i think it's wonderful that i can go to somebody and share you know, a change in a quarter of an inch. And they go, oh, yeah, it's a quarter of an inch. It means nothing. And it then means they, everything. It means everything. And they go, oh, that's the person. And I'm going, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. You know, it's that difference. That's so satisfying. It's so exciting to when you're It's learning satisfying to even yeah. hear somebody talk about that. And you know that feeling. <laughs> and you're like, you're so right. <laughs> like, can you talk a little bit about your process? Just... How you go about making one of your paintings? 
well, <laughs> <laughs> let's say it let's say varies a, a lot. Since we're talking about um, a portrait and a figure, like if you're if you have an idea in your head you want to do in your figure painting, how would you go about it? Uh, or does it start with an idea? Well, it might start with a model. Mm-hmm. You know, it might start with somebody I see, mm-hmm. and I go, oh yeah, in that world I could put this person like a, a painting I'm trying to finish up at home. I saw the person was working as a model at the Art Students League. And I saw him and I just thought of the environment and the world I would want him in. And uh, he he posed in my studio. And I don't usually paint men, so that was, that was interesting for me. Um, and then I had him, the, the scene takes place outside. So I had him pose outside as well. Um, to get that... The- the, the feeling, the feeling, yeah. the light, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I think I, you know, I think I'm getting there. <laughs> I hope I'm getting there. We'll see when I get back to the studio. Um, do you bring the canvas outside, or do you do studies no, outside? I, I didn't. I just look. Oh, Honestly, yeah. at this point, I just spend a lot of time looking. So you just look. So you're spending you a lot more time your... looking, right? Than painting. So I actually spend a lot more time looking, looking than painting. And like you said, I mean, he's moving all over the place. Right. You know, I'm like. <laughs> and he's having a cigarette and I'm like trying to be nice and but all that time I'm watching him yeah. and when he leaves I know what I'm missing in the painting. Mm-hmm. I mean I know you can it's like feeling your way in the dark but you can you know that even though you is might not there. see something you know you're about to hit something it's almost like this this weird energy or something like that. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. just you really feel your way in the dark. Yeah. Um, but it's very important to have them there. Are they Are they usually your models? Are they there a lot? Like if you're going to work, I'm going to just it, say you're going to work a month with this model. Are they right. there pretty much every every session? Or is no, there a certain amount never, that you're just on yeah, your I own doing it? I could never afford to do that. <laughs> One. And two is I really don't like to be with people in my studio. I have that issue sometimes. Yeah, like, I'm like, better by myself. Yeah, it's like, okay, you can go now. Yeah. Like, I know you just why are you got my business? here. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but I know enough to do the Suck work. Suck them in. Yeah. You know, breathe everything I can and then they leave and I got it. And so you continue to work without the model. Like, so the All model the leaves time. and you're working for days and days and then you have them back to check. Yeah. Or? But by the time that I want them back, I'm like, who is this person? What does he look like? I have no idea what I'm doing anymore. So that's as soon as I'm ready to get rid of them, I'm ready to have them back because I can't see them anymore. Right. So it's like this constant. Do you, do you want it to come back to them, the painting, or do you want it to take a life of its own and fly off in a different direction? All I know is that a painting is done when I come in my studio and it's breathing. Mm-hmm. So when it's a different entity, who knows what that means? So it's not, it, it's a different entity. It's not necessarily them. It's not necessarily not them. Well, it, it's do, just, it does look like them. Right. I just saying. Resemble. It looks, it's good. It really looks like them. Uh, the likenesses, but it's more than that. Well, but sometimes, I mean, like, I actually have thought a lot about Van Dyke portraits because I, I think to some degree, a lot of them look like elements of the same person or yeah. in a lot of his paintings. And I think that, you know, back then people weren't comparing the portrait to a photograph and saying, no, this isn't my eye. Like, that's, he was just, he was, I think he was painting his own vision yeah. and 
it looked it resembled the person but or it, maybe it, everybody was just incestuous then well it's maybe that <laughs> the royals back yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, it might be yeah. <laughs> might be the family but i do think that there's a good deal of himself in every portrait i mean they always say that about you know painting portraits that you put your, a little bit of yourself in there but i would just wonder how much how important it is that it you know if you're doing a portrait commission it's important because that's the job but if you're doing a portrait of somebody that you're doing as a painting like it can just become a painting and it doesn't have to it has to be a person it it doesn't you know, i think you're absolutely right except for me it does I you do care about that i yeah. have to have that person also why or i don't want to paint them right. i mean it's like i wanted them in the first place to be them. so whatever that yeah. spark is that drew you to them you want and i know it right and that's when it's breathing is when it contains that them. spark that initially led you in right so there is like a linear right yeah right Thank you. <laughs> so, do you do you do um, do you go right in with the paint? Do you do drawings for sketches? I do very simple sketches. I don't do any color sketches. I just, I try to go into the paint as quickly as I can. I work on boards. Mm-hmm. Um, everything it's more is more archival. Ver- yes, is it, it really? is more yeah. archival. Yeah. Um, and it's forgiving. You know, I can sand. I can. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not gonna. I'm not gonna puncture it. Um, I like the the fact that it's not going to fight back yeah it's you know? not springing back some right. people like that i actually lately i've been really preferring just panel yeah like I, I love like i love just, panel yeah. yeah and i work with a palette knife a lot so i'm constantly yeah. i've know, heard oh, about yeah. your palette knife demos yeah and they're just that was a mistake though. really yeah. i've heard they're great like yeah they're, they're great really and then everybody the next day shows up with a palette oh. knife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying like, to do oh, Grasshopper, you're not ready for that. Yet. You're not ready. You have what did I that, do? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Creating, creating a little monster. Yeah, that wasn't. That were you wasn't flinging the paint? No, they were flinging paint. They were, you're just applying carefully. I knew with what I was doing, right? right. <laughs> so you go in with sketches, and then you would pretty quickly go in with the paint because you're just like, I'm, I'm. Yeah. You're letting the paint Impatient. fly. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you generally go more into like a visual interpretation of what's in front of you, or are you kind of really just like you're saying? Because I know you were talking about really staring at the model for a while, but are you really just kind of conceptualizing everything and starting to interpret everything in your own little filter, your Sharon filter? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely no idea. I, you know, if I had to think about all this stuff, I, I just, I don't think like this so you want to be intuitive and just kind of allow your gut to guide you a little bit i you know i honestly don't know Mm. (laughs) i I really don't know i think there is i mean i i think from working with men and women there are differences between men and women can you uh, and the way they conceptualize things can you Um, explain you 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 mostly work with women well, yes, but I mean, I teach men and women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I can see the difference, and I I have a theory. Okay, <laughs> this is really out there, but I have a feeling that women see color better than men, and men see values better mm. than women. Like it's hard to teach men color, from my point of view. Mm-hmm. It's hard to teach women correct value relationships Mm -hmm. or the sensitivity to value relationships and this goes back i think (laughs) to men being hunters evolutionary way go and they would see animals and camouflage and they would have to see 
the subtle the, variations right. value relationships in there because yeah. they see the speed of it yeah. right and also like survive like you don't want something to eat you right <laughs> so you have to see yeah. some, you have to be your head's you have on to see swivel. the animal yeah, that's hiding in the grass looking in the shadows the, yeah. yeah and women were the roots or the color or the berry or the vegetable whatever had to be a subtle shade of something or other yeah. i th- i have no idea but it that part is true is that men see value better and women see color better mm. and that's I know, that's I, 40 or 50 years of teaching I'm, very curious now because i'm because i i teach a lot of value and color relationships no no and i'm gonna be so thinking about that now because i I, i'm like it's very possibly true i don't i have no idea well women do have more color tetras or whatever they're called the cones and like the cones yeah Yeah. Yeah. some women have more have four rather than three or something so i don't know (laughs) <laughs> but there, I do think there's a difference with the way men and women think a little bit. Not that all men are not all women, but there, there's differences. Mm-hmm. And so, is any of the, those differences that you think about influence the fact that you mostly your subject matter figure wise is mostly female? Well, that's an interesting thing because somebody's <laughs> people have been talking to me about that lately, and what I'm thinking is. A lot of men mostly paint females too, mm-hmm. and I don't think people really ask them if they, you know, why they're painting mostly. Maybe females. because they think it's like obvious. Yeah, like, I know. Like, <laughs> I like girls. I'm gonna paint girls. Pretty girls come to my studio. I get to look at them. Right. You know. Like in but our people, caveman way. Yeah, but people ask me all the time. And I'm like, why are you ask? Why aren't you asking him? Uh-huh. I didn't see a boy in any of his paintings. <laughs> but the other part of it is, is that that's the body I live in. Right. That's the world I live in. So, of course, I'm more comfortable understanding the physicality and the emotional physicality, what the physical is expressing, than I would be a male, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, yeah. you know, when I, ha- I have painting a male now, and it's it surprises me because it's just... Because we're it's we, different. We're, we're weird. We're like these weird gorillas. <laughs> no, what no, motivated lovely, you to paint him? He's a lovely guy. I, I don't know. I'm just very. I mean, usually I just I don't know. He's sweet. <laughs> I'm very comfortable with him. And there uh-huh. are a few men that I've been comfortable with because you're working six, seven inches in an intimate situation. Oh, yeah. And there are a few men that I'm really comfortable working with and. Some that I'm not. So you're really you know? close to your model. You're right there. I work my way close. I uh, start so you start in the back out, just to kind of yeah, get Yeah, I start the, out yeah. a little so they're not completely freaked out. And then I you just move, move the in for the kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, yeah. you're the hunter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't move. <laughs> Is there a balance for you between teaching and painting? Like, you're telling yeah, people six process. hours a week teaching. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and the rest And the painting. rest of the time is in my studio. Yeah. And uh, you're... You're, uh, it sounds like you don't think too much about process in your studio, that you just kind of do it, that you act intuitively. But when you're yeah. teaching, it's got to be, I mean, you have to be talking process, right? It's true. It's hard. I wonder how they do this. <laughs> My students are good, too, you know? I well, mean, for somebody do that doesn't like, teach, I mean, that, you know, is so unconcrete. Um, they're good. My students are really good. But so you must be talking process with them. I don't think I'm talking process. I think I'm talking basically, it's very basic. Drawing, values, color, mm-hmm. form, edges, yeah. warm, cool. 
You know, it's just right. And it's really that the model. It's so easy for me in a way, because the model is the god. So if they're not getting the model, right, they're wrong. Right. So it's yeah, yeah. easy, you know. So how do you get right? What what things do you have to fix? What problems? Do you have to fix? So I'm not making paintings with them per se, although, you know, we deal with composition and what would be better. and But they're not... It's they're not, not interpreting. They're just... It's an exercise. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a process. You're giving them the tools to be able That's to become how artists I think about it. and, and yes. all that on their own. Right. You're like, I'm, I'm giving but you the tools. Studio, I'm not here to teach you how to be not, an artist. Right. No. Yeah. No. I think I, I feel like I'm teaching them the questions to ask themselves to get the answers. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I teach them to um, honor being wrong, that the only way to be right is through comparison and contrast. Mm. So they have to be wrong and just get comfortable being wrong all the time. <laughs> thick skin, growing that thick yeah, skin. Growing, yeah. Well, it's not even about thick skin. It's like that's the process. You can't, you can't be right drawing. You can't be right with the value. You can't be right with the color. It's a you have to be wrong to see what's right. Right. You know, it's all, well, this could get a little closer to this. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, was teaching something that you wanted to do or was it something that was a necessity at the time when you really were like, okay. probably both yeah. when you first started. Yeah, yeah, probably both. I mean, it's the steady gig of teaching is, you know, I don't, it, a, it gets you out of the studio and gets you into this like social engagement, which otherwise you might never have. I think that's very true for most artists. Yeah. But then also it's a steady, like, there is something coming in. The income is not that good. It's not Just great. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like a lot of people I know who teach do it for the fact of it and not because they're making much money from it at yeah. all. I mean, I know, without mentioning names, <laughs> but a, a lot of us do it because it's something we feel the need to do. If anything, at times I'm like, it's I'm kind of losing money by you know yeah, spending yeah. a lot of time. I mean, the time in the studio and doing all is this much thing more valuable. And, yeah, but, the time in the studio is yeah. a lot more valuable. But the time getting out of the studio yeah. is also pretty valuable. It is when you yeah. when you look at it from a distance, you start seeing, you start realizing that wow, I'm actually not only educating myself, teaching, but um, I'm I'm I'm. You, learning things there that I'm going to be applying to my own, my own work. Yeah. I think it keeps you uh, truthful and a sense of integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it also, I, I don't know. I feel like I've had so much good luck finding people who have taught me so many amazing things that I never would have thought of. By I mean, Jacob Collins, uh, we both studied with Jacob. I studied at the Florence Academy with, uh, oh, nice. Dan Graves and, uh, Ramiro Sanchez and, uh, uh, Michael Grimaldi. I think there was also Tony Ryder. I think there was a fair amount of it, what you were saying is, um, you know, we would have a f- these certain teachers in our lives, but a lot of my influence and teaching came from my friends, yeah. like our colleagues, yeah. like you were saying, yeah. Yeah. people who would be, you know, better than you or yeah. even doing something a little bit different than the way you would do it. And it taught you something. Well, we so, go out yeah. painting together all the time yeah. and I'm always looking over my shoulder like, what's Tony doing? Yeah. 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 But, but like, know, why am I not doing that? Travis? Fly. Yeah. 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 I'm constantly looking at what his... But especially in those days <laughs> when we were in um, all studying together, 
there was an, a huge influence that came from Ted and, 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 you know, Jacob and them, but Ted and Travis and Dan Thompson. Kate Lehman. Kate Lehman and Michael Gamali. I them think these just were all strong being teachers, in together. too. You know, that's yeah. a, you're talking about a different generation of teachers yeah. that were really, I think it was different for them. They really liked teaching. You know, yeah. that their orientation in the world was teaching. Yeah. Um, well, we were all kind of just studying together. Meaning we were just trying to figure it out together and I would just look over and yeah. see what somebody was working on. They weren't teaching. We were teaching by Each doing, yeah. by just doing I mean, what Jacob we were doing. even talks about that yeah. a lot, how he was, you know, trying to teach people who were so good. He was kind of like, well, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I, you see, I know what you're doing and I'm going to correct you, but um, what did you do that? <laughs> how, how did you do that? Yeah. See, I already know the answer, but, uh, but just, what brush is that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I'm thinking, oh, so I have to go in there tomorrow morning. I have to get up at six thirty. you know, mm. it could get rough. Yeah. I have it to think about rough. who I'm going to see, what I'm going to critique, you know, it's, yeah. It's it's funny because at, at the times when I do complain, like oh, I gotta do a workshop, I'm so not in the mood. I don't want to do this, and my <laughs> wife would be like, "Then don't do it." And I'm like, "But I have to." <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I gotta. Those are my people. Like, I have to be around that. But then, right before it, you're just and I, I think, think it just true. becomes like a stress thing because you don't you're afraid to go in there and not sound like super smart or anything well, they're all going to think you're are full different of it too you know yeah. when you're doing a workshop and you're doing it every day you're not in your studio yeah so, yeah. You know? yeah so it's like just slit my throat <laughs> right you know i love you know that i go in two days a week yeah. two mornings yeah. that's it yeah. and where are you you're just at you're at the league yeah. and just at the league right now is then there's are they selling the building the national academy yeah, that are. is tragic I thought they sold a bunch of paintings and got in a whole lot of trouble because they had to pay That's to all keep true. the building. And then they spent all that money to renovate or something. It's just. I heard also that they, uh, like right next door, there's some tower, like a gigantic tower. No, that's that, the Art Students League. That's the Art Students League. Oh, they sold really? their air rights. Yeah. Oh, so then, then they can't. With that, apparently, whole, they, yeah, you they can't can build light. up, but they can't build up that much. Okay. They sold after a certain point. But was there was a problem? There were two problems. I mean, there was like well, an article are in the upset Times. About yeah, it. they sold uh, the air rights, and then they sent they sold their cantilever rights, oh. which means that there's now a building going like L shaped over, over the league. So, oh so anything natural lighting is just going to be completely gone. Well, they uh, supposedly it won't be, but for the five years that the building is up, yes. Yeah, it would oh, be yeah. just God. yeah. I'm beginning to wonder if there will be natural light in the world, though. Well, in Manhattan, it's hard to imagine because the buildings are so tall. I mean, even in Brooklyn, they're getting tall, but the tall in Brooklyn is 12 stories or something. Well, you know, there was a building that went up one story next to mine. It's changed the color. I mean, I can adapt to it. Yeah. And I I was at Ron's studio, and he was like such a purist about natural light. And then they built something across from him, and he was like, there's no point anymore. You know, I'd be better off with just well, steady. Well, out here in Long Island City, they haven't built them too tall yet. Yeah. They will. Well, they yeah. are. Yeah, they will, because that's exactly why I bought my house on Atlantic Avenue. It was too, you know, it was wide and everything was low. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. And they started building up. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah, there's shadows, like <laughs> high rises coming through. I remember. I had, you you got to go back to Glen Cove. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> back God. to Long Island also. Oh. <laughs> 
what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, the light's nice. It is good light. Ted's a long, Ted, a lot of um, Ted's wave paintings are, are his, um, his... I do a lot of painting out on the beach and in Long go out Island. To, to Fire Island, and the influence of his life of going go out to Fire Island when he was a kid and looking oh, at these waves, nice. it all came from that, like, North Shore, Long Island. I mean, um, Where, South Shore. Shore. South Shore. Oh, Island. well, that's different. Fire so Island stuff. Yeah, I needed waves. I've yeah. always, waves are, like, the North Shore, you don't get the waves. No, you don't. No. You get the line, that's a Long Island sound. I was right across it in Westchester growing up, so oh, I, I would go to the beach and look out at you guys. I'd be like, there's Long Island. This is all the same thing. Yeah. That's the same. Jump on the train. When I was a kid, jump on the train, go into the city, go record shopping, go cause yep. get a bit of trouble. Get out there at yeah. All costs. At all costs, get out of the burbs because right. the burbs are square, man. Well, I grew and up in into the, the city. city. And I, he grew I up I in never, the city. Yeah, oh. I just never left. Never went anywhere. I guess you like, that's why you like waves. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's my like, break. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Drive out to Robert Moses. and. I can't even imagine. This is so local right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, really? Like, what are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything coming up that you can divulge or any shows coming? Are you still showing with Henna? I still show at Hennock. Um, By the way, I did not know Hennock. The the whole like I you I did you told us that it was a name before Hennock, but I didn't know it went back to the early eighties. Yeah, like, we I celebrated new... his fiftieth anniversary as a, a new... dealer last oh. week. Yeah. So we had a big party and George, right? George, congratulations, George. George. <laughs> Hennock Schechtman. Do you have any? Do you have any shows coming up or anything? Maybe. I don't really? know. I'm trying. You know, I really my dream. Can we is, get an exclusive? My dream <laughs> is I finish a painting, I bring it to the gallery, they send me a check. That's and then the you dream. do another. And then you do yeah. another one. Right. Yeah. That's all. You know, I've had a, about twelve one-person shows. The thrill is gone. Yeah. Well, it isn't really seeing all the work there. together yeah. is not. It's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah. 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 No, thank you. It's, I it's, like this idea that you walk in and it's, and it's like, like all this work and it's, it's, it's success. It, it never feels that. Just yeah, it always me. feels. It's, it's like birthdays a little for me. Bit of a it's just depressing. Yeah, yeah. Just let, I just want to commit suicide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. No, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's all well, and the work we do is slow and processed. So by the time you have a show, you know, it's two years. You're looking at two years of your life Yeah, on it's a, a big wall. investment also that like you're going two years producing that work and how are you surviving for that for that and period painting, of time painting paintings in a rush i yeah. mean it can't help but get into your brain it's different yeah. than having no constraints whatsoever and when the painting is finished the painting is finished are you although that can go in the other direction and you could true. sit there for like two oh, years on the same that's true <laughs> are you usually pretty slow are you pretty slow by uh, oh, from beginning to end i don't know I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know that spark you were talking about? That spark, like, does it usually come pretty quickly, or is it, is it a fight, and a long, outdrawn fight? No, I, well, it, it can be long and outdrawn, but it's day by day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel like, I don't know. Because you know? your your paintings are like they're not small either. You work relatively. I like, do. Yeah. For a little person, they're very <laughs> large. But uh, I remember about a year or two ago, I was crying to my husband, what happened to my life? My life is gone. I'm gone. It's over. You know, it's birthday, whatever. Yeah. He goes, you've been upstairs painting. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> your life. Well, you have a lot of paintings to remember yeah. by out there, yeah. you know. And that's exactly, he's exactly right. It's just my life has been painting. Yeah. Would you do anything else? I mean, think about that. What else would you want? You come on. No. No. You wouldn't want to do anything different. We can complain. It's funny because we could sit here and, and complain about everything to be about being an artist, but I would never change it. No matter what, I'd be like, yeah, but it's it's awesome. As much as it can get, you know, annoying, depressing, just frustrating mostly, not necessarily depressing, I wouldn't change a thing. Well, I think at 9 o'clock I'm really brilliant. I really do. <laughs> at 9 o'clock I'm brilliant. Yeah. 12 o'clock I'm good. And 4 o'clock, what have I done with my life? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just jump out the window now. It's like, and then every day it's back to 9 a.m. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. Right day now, after day after everybody day. listening to this is like, oh, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> I think it's such a, what you just said is so universal. It's, oh, it's, God, it, it's awful. It's so funny, the cycle day to day. <laughs> At five o'clock, I just want to start drinking. I mean, it's just, that's it. And the it's next over. morning, you're right back, like Wiley e. Coyote, like you have no idea that you're going to go off the edge of the cliff. No, right? <laughs> I remember I used to share a studio in, in Tribeca with Travis Schlott, and he would knock on the, um, uh, on the door, though it was it was it was only separated by a, a partition, and he would knock on a partition, and he would have like tequila in his hand, and I'm like, I can't right now, and he's just like, drink it. I was like, all right. <laughs> and we'd have like a quick. It's shot a good solution yeah. to a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah. Tequila. Well, maybe not tequila. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Wine. Yeah. Wine. Wine. Yeah. 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 Oh. Anyway. We want to thank you for coming. Yeah, here. thank you so oh, much. Such a fun, so super I have fun. to stop talking now. You can keep talking. No, we can keep talking. We'll keep going. Are you kidding I'm me? Fine. Thank you. I do <laughs> have a question. One, um, uh, totally. But uh, I noticed in the review of a show, there's a, a show at the Met that the reviewer in the Times had mentioned oh. the Ego Act. I don't know if you're aware of it. Have you? We're probably going to wind up cutting this out. But doesn't uh, matter. I have no idea. We what say that because um, uh, Ted was mentioning to me you in you do you've done a certain amount of, of portraits of of people in in government right um what is the act again it's, exactly i think a louisiana representative uh drafted this bill which passed and just uh passed again uh it was kind of renewed uh recently and it's a ban on government funding for oil portraits specifically well, this oil is portraits very interesting because i got a phone call from the new republic which is a magazine oh yeah yeah because i did a portrait of jeanette rankin who was the first uh woman to congress, congress oh, yeah. Yeah. in 1917 wow. um and the congress curator had um a competition so it was the first hispanic the first woman i got the first woman but whatever the first <laughs> hispanic the first asian and uh abe lincoln is a congressperson mm -hmm. so it was nationwide competition mm -hmm. and the curator ran the whole thing so what this woman was asking me about is what is the difference between the constituency gathering money and when a curator tells you you know or helps you pick yeah. out what to paint mm -hmm. and it's completely different what i did was a historical piece right i went and got the i researched the outfit 
She was holding something, a paper that she would have held that day yeah. that said 1917 Wilson declares World, you know, World War. Oh wow, War. yeah. The hat, where she was placed, the whole thing. When somebody goes by that painting, subliminally, they're understanding the history. There's behind all this context. That. Now, when blah blah raises money for blah blah to have their portrait painted, it's all about them. It's not in a historical context. Oh, yeah. This is a completely, I mean, it's completely So it's like commercializing. It's commercializing completely. Mm. And the pe first of all, the choice of people that they're going to pick is completely different. Right. Because it's who, who can raise the money. It's not who is a historical Well, and also importance. who can help them, who can help, That's you know, right. Verizon get more of a stranglehold on yeah. cell phones. And the paintings are going to be judged from a whole different, This were, these were done by curators. Right. And every step of the way was watched by a curator to make sure that the history was correct. Mm. And I learned so much mm -hmm. about Jeanette Rankin. Um it's it's pathetic. It's, it's weird. Really I mean, sad. that they target oil painting specifically. I, I mean, like you could probably very, do yeah. pastels. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think they were including pastels. I think it's it, it it's the ego. It's like the excessive government funded oil portrait. Uh, First of all, it's not excessive. Or maybe it's, it's you yeah. don't get Barely. that much money. Yeah, right. and it's like I mean, how many? Oil and we're working people it too. These portrait dollars a year, maybe. I mean, they don't do that much. They, uh, I think the total budget, and I think this includes presidential portraits, was half a million dollars a year. Okay, so 500000 Yeah. And the story is, is that when presidents retire, they pose for paintings. That's yeah. all they do. So you're talking about seven or eight paintings anyway. Yeah. When they build, like, the presidential libraries, who pays for that? They raise money they raise for that. Money yeah. for that's that. private. But, but it's a the... Yale, the Harvard, all these, that's where presidents end up. Yeah. Right. No, this is really important. Yeah, I, I mean, it it struck me when I saw that that it it just seemed, I don't, it just seemed. I mean, I I know the I get the symbolism that the you know the people who are supporting the bill are after, but it just seems like they're why why attack art and why not have the curators? They have curators there that do yeah. this. Why not have them judge what is needed and what isn't needed right. and where it should be and what it should be. That's no, just, it's crazy. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you but know? anyway, people are upset about it. Yeah. I mean, I did, I, I'm just, I've never been commissioned to do any government funded anything. Well, one thing, but uh, it, it, like, it doesn't affect me personally, but I, I think of all the great presidential portraits that are hanging in the White House or at the National Portrait Gallery. And I assume that those were paid for by the government. They, and they were paid for by the Smithsonian. The idea that these then, people yeah. don't value that that they don't value, you know, Gilbert Stewart's George Washington, that they don't want to continue that legacy seems like crazy. It's, it's crazy. And everybody goes and looks at those, the president. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you and go to the National Gallery, Gallery in DC, that's a, it's and how those presidents are portrayed is like, it's important. I think, I mean, they're not all, not every one of those is a great painting but some of them are and yeah. it's worth it but it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a, absolutely the historical it seems like it's you know the historical record part of of that i think is, is and that'll be lost legacy. when it's people raising money right. to have it done I, because i i agree 
because then yeah. it becomes like, well, no, we're going to tell you. Like how a to do it. hard, the president wearing like a hard hat with yeah. like some construction. <laughs> Starbucks. Know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want a Starbucks guy. All right, just turn the cup. Don't okay, we approve. Bar. We approve it. Yeah. <laughs> we like the portrait, but can you put a can you put a Coca Cola can right there? That'd be great. Thanks. Oh. And a little red red button on the lapel, just Monsanto. so we can remind you. Oh, you might be right. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note. Sharon, thank you so much thank yeah, you thank for you. coming here and no, uh, sharing. This is fun. I, oh, yeah, okay. thank you. And it's thank you, Grand nice. Central Atelier, for hosting us. And thank you, Jay Braun, for Jay Braun. all the work that you will do. do, you do <laughs> by, by the way, just before we cut off, do you do any workshops or anything, like summer workshops that we've been promoting lately? And, and I'm going, plugging? I'm taking a group to Paris. Okay. What wow, is that? that? I'm going to put fun. it on Facebook. I, I'm going to put out the flyer tomorrow on October 15th through the 23rd. Fifteenth so to the twenty third in Paris. It's through the Art Students League, and we're gonna. What I thought of was we're gonna rent out two cafes and a bar, and hire mod, French models oh. and draw there. Oh, that's, that's so like cafe and bar scenes. That's yes, awesome. Yes, yes. <laughs> Rather than you know, uh, yeah, I just thought it would have the feeling. Wow, that sounds yeah. great. So wait, yeah. how can people partake in this? Would it the Art Students Is it through the Art, the Art, Art Students League? Yeah. Yeah. So call the Art Students League, and what was the date on that again? It's October fifteenth through the twenty third. Awesome. Um, can we go? <laughs> <laughs> Meet you there. We're just gonna like show up at the cafe. Yeah, like, we're what? just like, oh, you guys come wow. here too. Yeah. What are you guys doing here? I just was coming for an omelet, but I brought my paints. So. I just happened to have my paints with me. I just walking down the street with and look, them. Look, they're models here in the cafe. <laughs> Well, Cafe Crème, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> um, we have, I, I, I think I mentioned, and I got him, I stink at this, but I have two workshops coming up. One at the Grand Central Academy. Go to the Grand Central Academy and look up. Atelier. That, Grand Central uh, oh, sorry, Academy. I keep on saying uh, uh, Academy. We changed. It, we're, we're in I still, I'm stuck. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in my ways. And then one at, at the Bay Area. Bay area um, oh, Baca. Baca. Uh, and, and I'm doing one here, a uh, portrait sketch one in August. Yeah, so look those up, and um, those should be really fun. So Ted's doing one, I'm doing one here, and, and one out in San Francisco. So and thanks that. again, Thank Sharon. you so much. And, um, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all very soon. Or hear, or listen to you guys very soon. Cool. All right. Bye. <laughs> so funny, it got so dark. <laughs> yeah, it did get dark. Here. Yeah. I was like, should I go? Physically dark. Uh, oh, my goodness. Different. Suggested donation!